Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of CineQuest Video. This is the first episode of 2022, and we're going to be talking about strange science, weird science type of movies, any kind of movie that has to deal with some sort of science-y type of, I guess, anomalies? I don't know if that's the correct term. I'm gonna, well, it's your theme, right? Weird. Yes, weird. And science. Right, and I mean... Surprisingly enough, I know this is going to shock most of you. We're going to be talking about the movie Weird Science first. Oh. Yes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is kicking off. Uh, I'm calling it a two-part series of uh, Your Mother Was the Lightning because that'll become apparent in our next episode. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of wondering what that quote meant uh, that you had in the synopsis, Daniel. It's a... Uh, I can't remember if it's either from... One of the Boris Karloff uh, Frankenstein movies, or what? It was in uh, Bride of Frankenstein, mm -hmm. but uh, it was a, your father was Frankenstein and your mother was the lightning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so today we have um, the usual persons joining us today. We have Up. Roland uh, Grandetron this time around. Is that the way I'm pronouncing it right? Grandetron. Sure. I logged in and that was the name on there. Oh, is that the one setting. you put on there? Okay. I think it's Grand Detron. Grand Detron? The, the real Grand Detron? <laughs> I, I sound like some kind of fucking like uh, stereo manufacturer or some stupid shit. Well, I, I was thinking more like you, you're like a, or Grand Detron. Grand Detron. Like you're someone's grandma <laughs> that's like of French ancestry. <laughs> yeah. okay. that sounds cooler than mine maybe less a little less depressing and of course we have darkwing drunk uh daniel hey uh, all coming in from our own personal studios because we've made so much money that we can house ourselves in our own studios sometimes you know uh, oh yeah i mean we're just we're just fucking raking constantly it in. growing expanding uh, these these shirts this shirt looks like uh canvas and trash but it's it's actually silk <laughs> It's the light. You can't. It it ruins the. You, yeah. You're not seeing it the way I see it. Yeah. This is the finest Egyptian cotton, too, guys. <laughs> uh, we had a mm -hmm. special deal with our vendor for our uh, merchandise, which you can find on Teespring. Yeah, right. It was, it was, it was really great on the nips. <laughs> All right. So again, we're going to be talking about the movie Weird Science, and uh, this movie came out in 1985. Uh, I think around this time we had. Um, Back to the Future. There was a lot of movies that came out in 1985 that were probably solidified in my childhood, uh, this being one of them, uh, where you get Kelly LeBrock, uh, who's the woman in this movie, who basically made your wee-wee move a little bit, you know? That's just me personally speaking. You know? <laughs> just a little bit when you're a kid. You don't know what's going on, you know? You just go like, what's that funny feeling down there? Oh, it's Kelly LeBrock going... They're called balls, son. <laughs> Someday they'll drop, and then you'll understand. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't help but thinking about the TV show they did from '94 to like '98 yeah. or whatever. To oh, yeah. on, I actually uh, did watch that show. Did you watch it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it came out primarily on USA. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I how I caught that. it. Which might still be a channel for you uh, zillennials out there. Um. Yes. Well, I know. I know. There's an app. I use the app to watch the new Chucky series, the USA app, to watch the new Chucky series. Oh, so it is still kind of alive. Okay. Kind, kind no. of, I guess. I mean, I haven't. I haven't had cable in almost pretty much over a decade, so I have no idea for sure. 
Uh, I'll try to look for that. Maybe I can put it on a Roku player. Just uh, you, you have to have like cable to actually watch it. I was oh, only able to watch the Chucky series because I was able to sign up with my email and put like get three credits. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that was I had to use up some. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So you had the the trial, free trial or whatever. Yeah, three the three credit trials what it was. Yeah, <laughs> right. You watch three episodes of whatever the fuck you want. And, yeah. And uh, we'll we'll play like maybe ten ads. Which remind time. which reminds me, I also have to like input someone else's email to watch that last episode because I still haven't seen that either. Um, Jeez, I don't <laughs> care. I'm not gonna watch that shit. Uh, I am. It was a fucking great show. Not Weird Science, uh, the Chucky series. Uh, get Jamie to Plex it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he can purchase it and put it on Plex. Excuse me. Right. That's um, what I meant. Plex purchase. So, again, this movie came out in 1985. Uh, just to get into a quick synopsis of this movie, the film follows two geeks, uh, dweebs, dorks, outcasts named Wyatt. Um, his That guy's name is uh, Elon Mitchell Smith. Yeah, um, and I looked up his IMDb and... The only the photo they had was from the movie of him from Weird Science. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, he, he hasn't, he hasn't done much. He, he hasn't done much since, I, since Weird Science. Yeah. No, really, because no. he looks super familiar. Like I could have sworn, like I feel like I've seen him in other movies. I didn't look up his IMDb. No, no, he came out in some movies, but he ended up becoming like a doctorate in some kind of medieval literature history kind of thing. Oh, that's wicked. Uh, he actually taught at a uh, UT Austin for a bit. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Honorary Texan. Honor, yeah, honorary Texan. Um, and he also, this also movie, this movie also follows Gary, which is uh, Anthony Michael Hall. This movie we've talked about earlier, Roland, Halloween Kills. And I'm not too sure if we talked about any other movies where Anthony Michael Hall comes yeah, out. I either. mean, no. Like, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I actually either. watched Upworld, which he was fantastic in. I liked him in The Dead Zone. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was No, no, that I, was we've, we've seen lots of movies with Anthony Michael Hall, but I'm talking specifically but about this I podcast. Think, I like, think this is our first foray into his catalog. Well, second no, yeah. second for us, because we talked about Halloween Kills. He comes out in that also. Oh, right. word. Um, right. And uh, these two guys are bullied. Uh, they face constant bullying and embarrassment from their peers, uh, specifically Robert Downey Jr. Thank you. I was about to ask. <laughs> Mr. Iron Man himself. Yeah, do you guys like, think that he was like in the throes of his addiction at this point, or was this a little yeah. too early on? No, it was too early. Like, like I kept looking at his eyes, going like, "Man, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, I was thinking like, oh man, like everyone else is like they're acting that they're partying, but he's probably fucking stoned, drunk and shit." Oh, so we should probably resume the uh, synopsis. Oh uh, uh, yes. <laughs> And uh, you can, I guess, I'm, I wasn't too sure how to call these guys. I mean, basically, they're just geeks. Um, oh, yeah, they're geeks. One, one night after getting oh. pantsed, uh, well, after getting pantsed at the, their school by Robert Downey Jr. and this other guy. I forget his name, but he came out in uh, some other movies as well, 80s movies specifically. Yeah. Um, they decide to create a woman with the computer technology of the time and uh, Wyatt's high-tech like skills. Yeah. <laughs> which we, we could talk we'll talk about this, the science and the whole uh tech of it in a bit um and <laughs> they actually succeed they create a woman and ha, ta, 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 her ta, ta, name ta, 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 is lisa uh, who's played by kelly lebrock 
And I guess you can consider her at the time. Uh, she's like an 80s vixen. She's also a trickster in this movie. She has godlike powers and she is the doorway to levels of coolness and fear their nerd hearts uh, would have never have dreamt of. So well, I, mean, I, I, I do want to make a quick trivia about Kelly LeBrock. If you all didn't, weren't aware of this, that she did marry Steven Seagal at some point. Oh, bummer. Oh, who didn't, man? I'm still trying to divorce his ass right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, uh, I, I know. I, I just picked up a picture. Of, I just, just the I fucking lawyers, pictures, yeah. you know, of her with Steven Seagal. And man, yeah. She came, That's, she came out in, um, I think it was Hard to Kill. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was with, uh, with fucking, that was another John Hughes movie, right? Just Hard to her. Kill? No, no, no. Excuse me. No, uh, I'm fucking. I'm stupid. Weird science. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Weird yeah. science. Yeah. Is, was it yeah. Hard to kill. You, I, I've come to accept the fact, or even come to the realization that John Hughes basically was is basically a part of my childhood entirely because most of his movies <laughs> I've seen numerous times, and they're basically all John Hughes yeah. movies. You can go down the go down the fucking line like fucking planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, Word Science, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, uh, Home Alone. Um, yeah, I didn't know he did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's dope. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't think he's, he he's done a that. shit ton and shit ton of these movies, man. And I can probably throw Robert Zemeckis in there as well. Doing <laughs> fucking Back to the Future and like the Frighteners and shit like that. So he did the Frighteners. I thought. Uh, oh no, that was produced by fucking uh, Peter Jackson. Yeah, not direct. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, right. Well, it was directed uh, by Peter Jackson. I think Robert Zemeckis like produced it or something oh, okay. or wrote yeah, it or something like that. Um. So yeah. Uh, what's your relationship to this movie, guys? Like, when did you first see it? Have you ever well, seen it before this? Like, I I thought I I know I've seen this movie before because I remember parts of it. Uh, my I like I distinctly remember parts of this fucking movie, but like. Watching it, I couldn't. I couldn't for the fucking life of me remember a single goddamn word of dialogue that these morons no shit. threw at each other. And there's a fucking lot of it, actually. That was one of the things that I liked about this movie is like there's a lot of funny banter. Um, I, I think especially from uh, Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton's yeah, character. Yeah, and Bill Paxton in this movie, <laughs> man. I well, absolutely so fucking love. Him. He's such an asshole. <laughs> I felt like such a dipshit because you know, opening credits, it was like. Bill Paxton's in this. And I was like, oh, no shit. Yeah. And then didn't realize he was Chet the, like. You mean Chet? Entire you, realize, time. you didn't realize yeah, it was him? He's just yeah. so no, young. Dude, yeah, he does such a good you know, job. Just, and, just, and just such a, I guess, kind of almost like a character actor yeah. in this movie. And so it wasn't until the, the credits started running. I was like. Oh, <laughs> I saw. It also, I had to take a good hard look at him because I was like, "Wait, no!" I was like, "Holy shit, man, that's Bill Paxton!" And wow, he is an asshole. Yeah, like he has the best worst example of a buzz cut hair hair hairstyle I've ever seen. Like, I hate that hair. It's so anyone with a haircut like that is an asshole. <laughs> Yeah. Spoken by Gary. Actually, <laughs> actually, I didn't sound like a a fifty five year old uh, dude from Louisiana who was really into jazz when I said that. Uh, but we'll get into that. Yeah, um, look at his haircut. Anybody yeah. with a haircut last night, you know he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, fucking voices. He didn't have his lashes, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's just so funny. It's so dumb. <laughs> but uh, a fucking voice. I I'm not. I, that's not. I'm not doing that voice. I'm saying nah, that right of now. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is like, no, man, you can't do that anymore. Fuck off. Yeah, I mean, I watched this movie a few times as a kid, but it had been felt feels like eons since I watched it, and uh, you know. I can't remember if I told Janelle this last night. Uh, I know I did definitely with the next movie in our series. Uh, it's like, why has it been so fucking long since I've seen this? Just, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a fun fucking movie, man. I mean, from beginning to end. Um, it, it, I mean, I, I don't know if it took me a while to realize when I saw this movie, like years later after watching it when I was a kid, primarily was that, that the, one of the bullies was fucking Robert Downey Jr., you know, because he also looks fucking young as shit, you know? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Maybe. He still has yeah. the fucking, yeah. He still has those fucking, like, raccoon model eyes. And, and he also are, looks like he like his voice is barely, like, dropping almost. Yeah, Or exactly. sounds like that his was, voice is dropping. That was, so that was something that threw me. When he was speaking, I was like, that doesn't sound like him. But, oh, but fuck, he's got to be super young in this. I'm like, no, no, it's definitely... Yeah, Janelle has never seen Weird Science, and so I was telling her some of the people who were in there, and so I sent her a picture of RDJ from this movie, and she was just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> so young. You know that, that scene, like, um, whenever those two guys are kind of flirting with Lisa at the party, and they kind of, like, bat their eyes at her and shit? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, just, just. Yeah. What is that? They like they did like a little like mouth thing, like oh. yeah, like hi, no, like hi, and then she goes hello, blow a kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He blew a kiss. Uh, not RDJ, but the other guy. Yeah. He yeah. said hi. They mouth hi, and then blew a little kiss, and then then RDJ just kind of just That's smiled goofily, and then like fluttered his eyelashes, and then <laughs> then she just smiled back at him, like yeah, okay, hilarious. Cool. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. yeah. You you handle the drinks. I'll kill the girls. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> what did uh, what did the chicks? What did their their girls say? Their girlfriends say when they got there, like they saw Lisa, and they were like, "Oh shit!" If the guys see see her, yeah, they see her. We're done. Yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking, like, are they gonna fucking like, you know? I I was thinking they were gonna try some, you know, like some fucking daytime drama bullshit or whatever, like. And lock her in the fucking bathroom, or yeah. I don't know. Throw you know, it's kind of shitty. Yeah. That's that's their thought the first time they see another girl that may be like more attractive than they are. Like they're like, oh, they're gonna dump the us like right now or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, we need to kill this bitch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, basically, this movie is about two guys who create this woman, and basically, she takes them out of their comfort zone. First off, takes yeah. them to a jazz club. Uh, which they had no business being at, and probably is yeah. probably one of the my favorite scenes in this movie is just that whole uh, dynamic between the regulars at the bar and them after they and get fucking hammered. Yeah, yeah, they get fucking these hammered. Two fucking underage. <laughs> what was the what was the term they called? Uh, Gary uh, Malaka. Yeah, Malakas oh, or something. Uh, Malaka, yeah. which yeah. I should have looked up, I but I was like, ah, whatever. It probably means just like you know, a, a goon or yeah. idiot. You know, ah, I see Roland doing some crack research on the but, spot. I, uh, I've heard that word before. But it's just, it's, I'm pretty sure it's some kind of like derogatory term for some like no, yeah, it is. loser kid or something. Uh, yeah, 
It's a profane uh, Greek slang. Uh, <laughs> literally means man who masturbates. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some jerk off, I guess. So it's jerk off is basically what it is. I uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but I also remember hearing. Uh, I forgot the name of the actress. Uh, she plays Nadia in What We Do in the Shadows. I don't. Oh, I, don't yeah, know, yeah. I don't know her name, but I know. Who what you're about her? She said that before. She said Malaka. Okay. I'm pretty sure she said, or some variation of it. And I want to say there was an MF Doom verse that had Malaka in it, I think on the Victor Vaughn album. It's slang to begin with, so there's really no set fucking way to... Yeah, I mean, I think think Gary's uh, response to being called a Malaka was pretty good. Yeah, Kind of broke the ice between, like, all of them. Saying like, yeah, well, apparently she does. You know, right. like, <laughs> uh, she's like, "What do you, that guy's like?" Hey, uh, I, you like you like malacca? Malacca? Well, he goes, "What's a pretty lady like you doing with a malacca yeah. like this?" Yeah, and uh, what she say, "I forgot what she she's says," like, but uh, Gary just goes, uh, he, "She's into malacas." Do you know? Like, know. She's, yeah, she's into malacca. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So like that threw me off because I was like, "Isn't Dino Italian?" But no, he's he, Greek. Well, so not sure what that guy was. I don't I, I'm pretty sure. Although that fun. guy did play the, he, he's also been in other John Hughes movies. He wasn't 16 Candles. He was the fiance of the one of the daughters, and he was also the janitor in fucking Breakfast Club as well. So <laughs> really? he's been like within Ooh, the whole uh, uh, John Hughes universe there. What other John Hughes movies has he made where he used those? Um, where he used those uh because i recognize one of the um the guys that played one of the the biker villains that breaks into their house at the end of the movie kind of stuff oh yeah, yeah the dude oh, with the, the what who's the guy who's like like no facial hair and no like he's bald and everything yeah, yeah. dude i was trying to figure out who that goon is that guy uh, has come out in the movie uh the hills have eyes like the original ones like he's one of the the desert folk or whatever but he also he always plays yeah. like this weird like character like of some sort of villain or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like I've seen him other stuff, and I probably should have looked him up. Just but out of sheer laziness, I didn't. But um, that's that's one of my favorite characters in this movie. Um, it's I think that last line he gives like when they're yeah, throwing him out and man. shit. <laughs> yeah. Can we keep this between us? Uh, I I really don't. I really like to keep my teacher job. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 the, you know it's uh, funny i feel like that was something if i was a teacher i'd say that if i was like in some kind of like fucked up situation at a party but like can you just like the uh stop this the, the biker chick that was with him also was like oh i love your place what did she say you have a beautiful house yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that that main guy was from like mad max um yes he yes, basically yes, paid yeah. he basically looks like the same character Coming into this uh, movie as he does in the Mad Max side movie, yeah. But I, I I saw something on on YouTube regarding that because I was like, this guy looks very familiar. I don't know where he's from, and then yeah. uh, someone brought it up where he has like the same white face paint in Mad Max, like he basically oh, has shit. the same gear. So like, it was brought up and in some sort of like probably like, kind of like theory that. Maybe Lisa had seen Mad Max, so she brought those characters into the, their actual world I mean, it's, it's to a, fuck with them know, during the party. That's, that's likely. Um, yeah. So, uh, damn, I don't have the... And I also don't want to make my screen go super bright right now, but uh, 
but our kind of the format we want to follow for this, uh, I think we can get into that here in a second. Cause I think that that can, we can, I can maybe tie in the Mad Max thing when it gets to the creation of Lisa. Right. Um, okay. Um, cause as usual, we're jumping all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, some quick banter beforehand before we actually get to the actual format. Um, but yeah, so like I said, this movie does follow a basic premise, uh, but the part that we want to talk about a little bit more is the science aspect of uh, word, <laughs> word science. And I say science in like giant fucking quotes here. Ghostbuster yes, science. Ghostbuster science, if you will. Um, you take that back. That's <laughs> <laughs> the real science. <laughs> so we have... Big um, shit you, you learn in college. <laughs> in 1985, what kind of computers were available at the time? Um Zenith? Like said a, IBM, said a Zenith? Fucking com- I don't... Oh, the ones that they were fucking with? Maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because those were floppy disk fucking computers. Yeah. Not three and a half inch floppy, the old motherfucker. Five and a, yeah, five inch, yeah. Also yeah. read that the, the, the name Lisa was kind of premeditated where um, she was actually named by John Hughes after the Apple Lisa computer. This is prior to like... Uh, Jesus uh, Christ, I completely forgot about that shit. Uh, not I wouldn't say Tim Apple, but uh, what's the fucking guy that that died first? Uh, uh, Steve Steve Apple. Steve Jobs. <laughs> 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 no, got it. I his name was uh, yeah. Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. Wrong um, <laughs> movie. Um, uh, he had named a computer one of the desktops Apple Lisa. Apparently. Yeah, Lisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why it was named Apple Lisa. And, and I'm, I, it wasn't an Apple computer, right? That he was using. No, right. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like at the time, like I, I didn't get a computer till 2001, guys. So yeah, the well, the I couldn't determine what kind of machine he was using, but it was not. It didn't follow the standard aesthetic that early Macs had, and nothing about some other early workstations. Uh, God damn, that usually had uh, beige involved. In the color scheme, but they're well, like browns and blacks, I think, that were on uh, Wyatt's rig. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't but, quite remember too well. But this is also when really, I'm not sure how. Well, because of course, all the fantastic bullshit with like the hacking was nonsense. Yeah. But yeah. With, uh, that was some of the green text and stuff and kind of like the more MS Dossy kind of environment like that looked about right. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it just looked like they're fucking around with a screensaver from the 90s. Well, I, yeah. I did have a question. There's there's a piece of tech that he has. And I saw this also in the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick where yeah, that's old school modem. dude. Yeah, they get the, the telephone and they just put yeah, it on the thing. Fucking, Is that like legit? Like. It used to be like you, they get the telephone actual handle and just put it on some kind of like thing, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, it allows them to access <clears throat> the phone line. Like it's, but I, I'm just, I'm just curious as to how that does because I mean, if you're just getting the handle and putting it on something, like how does that work? Do you know? I mean, I can guess, I wouldn't need be able to tell, tell you specifically because I, I, um, I know in both those scenarios, they use that to like 
hack into the military mainframe or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. To bust to bust through and like get all this information that's just like random ass text that's fucking going up and down the screen. I don't know anything about that. I just I, I'm assuming anyone who watched watched these movies at the time, like I'm gonna say about ninety nine percent of the people that had no computer. <laughs> so they were just buying like you could do any of this kind of shit in real life with these uh this minimal tech that they have. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I don't know for sure. It wasn't minimal tech. Like the shit that, the, the, you know, it's he expensive. had there. Yeah. That's super expensive, expensive shit. Yeah. Way the fuck, like beyond their, you know, what, what, what high school kids can manage. Right. Starters, obviously. Well, yeah. Well, why? Um, everything that they were fucking gift. doing, everything that they were fucking doing was bullshit. Like they were creating an AI. They were feeding it data. Like, okay. So, that was kind of cool how they were like scanning pictures in because that, if I'm not mistaken, is how you feed an AI information. You give it images. Yeah, but I don't know how that how the computer in 1985 yeah. made the leap to go. Oh, here's a picture of Albert Einstein. Yeah. So instead of making Lisa look like maybe have like the hair of Einstein or the mustache or something, somehow the machine knew. The mind, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, his, his mind. brain for that, right? Yeah, that was the thing. Like, apparently, fucking Wyatt, like, just hits a couple buttons and puts a brain together for her. You know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Make, make make her stupid. What was what one of the fucking categories? Uh, like it was a fifth hell? grade brain, yeah. and it said uh, like dumb. Did it say dumb as shit or something? Yeah, <laughs> boring as boring shit. As I shit. Think <laughs> is what it was. Yeah, but I can't remember what the middle uh, category was. Uh, like something slut. I don't remember. Nah, so, but you, yeah, you know, so, you know when they're when they're creating the actual physical a- aspects of her and like, um, they're creating like the breasts and stuff, you know, because yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like coming in and out with that wireframe, with the wireframe, yeah. yeah. Um, fucking Gary's uh, quote, uh, he's like, if you you have anything more than a handful, you're risking a sprain. Like, you know, I'm just telling you're, you, you're risking a tongue sprain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, because like originally they try to give her big tits and they were like, no, no. And they're like, oh, okay. And they like, they, you see the wireframe tits bounce a little or something as they shrink back. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's some goofy crap. I'm and and I'm sorry, fun. but not big. It was not sufficient. Uh, we're talking, you know, just absolutely enormous breasts, yeah. you know, because. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know, about to break through the fucking computer yeah, screen. They're like circus know? tits, you know, like. <laughs> They're like coming out so much and out of like the screen, like they have to like go backwards, you know, because it's just so huge. Mm. Mm. Um, but um, you know, it's the, the when they're like feeding the the images to the computer, and that image of a uh, David Lee Roth comes out. I go, was that computer even capable of handling that kind of a uh, picture image? Practically oh, yeah, a movie. Yeah. It's too much. It was a well, I mean, everything else is very like wiry, green screen, like green text uh, on black uh, background. Um, all the all the pictures of the Playboy tits that they're putting in there. No, no, no. Like the actual computer itself. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah. like because the the video awesome. image of David Lee Ross um, on like fucking Dave TV or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Um, could that computer handle? Yes, but the resolution. That resolution, yeah. Function. It's gonna look like ass. Yeah, um, yeah, it can. Sure. I'm not back then. I'm gonna say absolutely fucking not back then. I mean, because 
Oh, this is oh. back in like OG Oregon Trail and stuff like that. <laughs> and yeah, but but your point, Roland, I think you're trying to make like even if the computer could manage that, its resolution would be so shit because we're talking, you know, like these computers were like eight to sixteen bits, you know, <laughs> yep. like Nintendo, early Nintendo style, big pixels on the fucking screens. Yeah, so I mean, uh, one of the other things they what uh, what else did they do to like create Lisa? So they had to I mean, they hook up. They, so they hook up a doll. I know that they for sure. Some fucking circus science. That's what yeah. they call this shit here. Because yeah, like they're both watching TV. They're just chilling. Uh, was it Wyatt's parents are out of town, and so he invites Gary. Gary is like, "All right, I'm gonna chill." And uh, so they're watching Bride of Frankenstein, right? Yeah, I think. No, no, they're just watching regular Frankenstein. Oh, you're right. You're right. Excuse yeah. me. It's just, well, it's, you know, old school fucking. Well, there, there's one small detail that I noticed, and it's from the many times I've seen this movie. There is a scene when they're in the kitchen watching the movie, and it happens yeah. to be in black and white. And then they jump well, to the bedroom. And in color. Yeah. yeah. I always wondered about that. Yeah. So, but I'm wondering if. I just assumed they had a TV there that was black and white and another was color. Uh, well, a lot of people, well oh, there, there's another there's another thing also is that that scene was never in the original one that I saw. That must be some kind of either director's cut or something. That kitchen scene did not happen. Oh, okay. Like the the movie starts when they get oh. they get pantsed in the gym and then it yeah. cuts immediately to Gary in the restroom fucking with uh, Gary's uh like shaving cream and all shaving that other cream. shit. Like yeah. it ju- jumps to that oh, instead oh, of like the cool. kitchen. There's, there yeah, was a, there yeah, was yeah. a few scenes that were added in here um, that I was Dude. for sure certain that I had never seen prior to this particular I, uh, version. I liked the kitchen scene because it made me laugh. It just showed me how like how like silly ass a fucking character uh, Gary is. You like mm-hmm. go to the fridge and pull out like five frozen pizzas or something. Yeah, yeah put them in the microwave. Them, just throw them in the microwave. Yeah, Stacked them pulled all out like a yeah. Like a two, three pound thing of ground beef and yeah. some other <laughs> random shit. Yeah. Sipping his little glass of milk like it's fucking whiskey or something. I just realized that I, I think I said uh, he was fucking around with Gary's stuff, but it was actually Wyatt's stuff. I keep I fucked that up. You did, but did, yeah. it's yeah. all good. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. So. So they're watching. Uh, Frankenstein, basically. Frankenstein everywhere, and while they're doing this, you know, Gary's just positing the question or you know you can see he's working some shit out in his head kind of thing because he's bitching about uh how they're basically losers right in the beginning of the yeah. movie they're like we don't have friends we nobody likes us they're like oh yeah well they're 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 saying their fantasies out loud in school yeah. <laughs> in front of a, <laughs> a, a, a like, gym classroom for the girls but, yeah like filthy yeah and you get those guys in the back they just hearing all this nonsense of them like postulating themselves yeah, to like where they're they're, they're almost like, stars of the school they're so popular now that everyone just wants to fuck them you know these fucking women yeah. well what would have been nice uh, or what actually probably should have happened particularly because it's an 80s movie is that should have been while they're watching the girls doing their gymnastic stuff the two that gary's narrating about and how they're going to fall these two particular gals are going to fall madly in love with them those are RDJs and the other guy's girlfriends. Yeah. Right. That's so they right. probably should have gotten an ass kicking, you know, for an 80s flick, but I mean, it's uh, they got pants. So, so they, it's kind of, they got lucky just to be humiliated, yeah. I guess, or maybe it's I mean, worse. I don't really know. <laughs> have you well, had plenty of, 
ass kickings or threaten threaten ass kickings in this movie. So it's got that eighties uh, a bit of that eighties uh, <laughs> fucking uh, theme in there. Yeah. Um, what was but, it? But um, so hey. they're they're in the kitchen watching Frankenstein, right? And Gary goes, you know, he would have been better off making a chick. And then that's when Wyatt is like, well, he did. You know, yeah, Brian Frankenstein. Brian Frankenstein. Yeah, wasn't that? Gary was like, oh, but she looked like, what did she say? What did he say? She looked like a skag or something like that. <laughs> well, the argument was that you, you couldn't make yeah. a beautiful woman to marry a monster. Right. Yeah. It's like, um, so they want to make a hot chick. Um, and, uh, you know, just watching this movie in Wyatt's room again, they're Gary. Yeah. Gary's like, He's right. He's right. This you know, and uh, you know, and it was a beautiful, you know, I think job of script writing and directing, and where the scene where you know why it's like you know you can't be serious or whatever, and Gary says you know look in my eyes and tell me I'm not serious, <laughs> and the lighting shifts <laughs> and his eyes get super wide, but at the but during that moment, I think you have. Doctor uh, Frankenstein, yeah, <laughs> saying crazy. I'll show them that I'm, I'll show them that I'm not crazy or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was just I, I thought that was just a really well put together scene. There are a lot of really good shots. I, I I do like quite a bit of the camera work in this movie. I mean, pretty much everything. The sight gags are fucking hilarious. Like when they're in the in that in the so firstly, <clears throat> I thought it was pretty amusing and ironic or whatever that the fantasy that Gary and White talk about in the beginning of the movie like their plan that's exactly how the movie goes isn't it they wanted to uh meet a cool chick go out to party go out go out drinking go out driving you know on the you know night on the town kind of thing right and then they wanted to come home to a big ass party and i think that's exactly what they did well yeah i mean i mean I, initially they they basically wanted to be very popular and Lisa does exactly that. She gives them that popularity, yeah. which yeah, they she, obviously aren't ready for. She enables for them either. to realize, you know, that they're actually pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Mm. Well, she she pulls she pulls them out of their comfort zone, you know, because like they just want to. No, no, yeah, no, you're, I'm, I'm sorry. I I agree with you guys. I I was just thinking about it, like, yeah, they're not that cool. But yes. Uh, <laughs> well, like uh, put in a scenario like they showed like that they could be cooler than they right, normally yeah. were. So uh, when uh, it was really funny, like, I mean, they, they all, you know, when, when they create Lisa, like, basically it's like stepping into the twilight zone because the house gets struck by lightning. Yeah. Uh, they, what kind of weird shit happens? The fucking door like bulges out and bursts one yeah. of the doors in the room when hey, to the bathroom. My, that's where she appears. Mind you, this also doesn't just affect the house though. This is affecting the entire almost. It seems like the entire vicinity of where they're town, at. Yeah, because like because there's the, a dog that's like the, upside down. Yes, you know? the ceiling. Yeah, the the welcome to whatever city they're in, uh, Shermer yeah. or whatever. It you know catches fire. Yeah. Yeah, this is this uh all these uh, electrical things going on or I don't, I really don't know how to describe they're it. Yeah, these, they're causing all these like weird uh scenarios in the whole fucking town. Yeah. But yes, it well, is like it is like a twilight zone field yeah. interacting with itself or with each other a la Ike um uh, 
then it holds that, you know, fields affect another or whatever. So, and whatever is brewing during the creation process is so powerful that it's impacting multiple fields, which I thought was really nifty. Yeah. Um, sure. Particularly with all the crazy shit I've been reading. But anyway. Well, um, I mean, like that's all within the electromagnetism is crazy shit. So, so they get the idea, let's do it. And they start trying to create Lisa and for some reason, the, the key thing that's missing is more power, but it's not defined. It's not really clear whether it means electricity or computing power, but assuming that because they hack into like the air force or whatever, something, there's just some, you know, whatever military organization, that's all, their, all of their tapes start spinning up and shit. Dude, they, and they fucking, love, they fucking hacked it. They, they fucking hacked into NORAD, man. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, we've been penetrated. Yeah. Like click, 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 click. Yeah, but I bet like back in the 80s, like it was just like, oh, the only way to really counteract is try to trick them. So let me type access denied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you can have some kind of like bowling sound effect where you get a strike and like you can bust through, go through these like very synth synth wave tunnels, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Similar to our background here. Did you see? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, you know, out comes Lisa, hot as fuck. And what's the first thing these morons do? But we haven't even really finished talking about the science involved because uh, I mean, these guys have car batteries that they're plugging up. Right. They get the doll yeah. that they put the little you spikes in her neck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and clamp it up and shit. And then they also have some ceremonial. Uh, yeah, um, bras on the heads, you know, bras on their head. Excuse me, the ritual. Fucking Gary's, you know, making like kind of like candles and yeah. And so, and what I love, what which actually I think it was probably really intentional by by whoever's great idea it was. But did you guys notice that? What uh, the Lisa doll was laying atop? Yeah, the game of life. Yeah. <laughs> the board game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I laughed at that. I was, I was like, good. Finally, they found a use for that fucking thing. Game sucks. I don't know, man. I played that shit loaded up that. I played it kid, too. Man. So I played it a lot and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Just mad. It says mad when your career gets fucked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can I sell my kids for rent money? No. What what good are they then? Uh, yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, so, so yeah, but um, during this whole thing where they're simulating, you know, what the entity to become known as Lisa was, a lightning storm comes. Yes. So this thing starts fucking with the you know nature itself, or whatever. yeah, which we got into or whatever, and so. And then it got to the point where things kind of like just started spinning really out of control apart from all the crazy, you know, wind and lightning and shit going on in town. But also Wyatt unplugs his fucking computer and it's still yeah. running. <clears throat> so you know, is they, there is there a point in time where the computing powder that they were trying to um, infiltrate, I guess, and then like uh, nature kind of came together and just. That that's what created Lisa, like nature and like technology coming together, 
regardless of like electrical power and stuff like that, like from the house, and it was nature's electrical power itself that was just basically powering the whole thing. Was there some kind of supernatural element involved? Did that, I, I did, that did that ritual really help? You know, maybe because later in the movie when they replicate the experiment, doesn't work. In came the oh, storm. It does work. Right. Yes. It does work. It does work, just not how they want. And actually, I I have some comments slash questions about that a little later when we get to that scene. Um, but uh, somehow they basically make a god. Right. As, as Ray brought up in the you know synopsis, you know, she's got godlike powers. You know, she basically can just point at something and turn a light on. Imagine up a car. It's there, yeah. you know. Right generate people that all of a sudden think white and Gary are cool. And you got hundreds of people showing up to party people's memories. She can freeze apparently yeah, stop freeze people in time. You know. <laughs> uh, she, she could turn people into different things. Yeah. Which she can transmute the, shit, man. It's fucking which is what I remember about this movie. What happens to fucking Chet? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I immediately, I was like, Oh, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> What great. kind of creature was that necessarily? That's some kind of like Shaman, weird fart like monster, you know? I always thought it was kind of like a combination between a frog and a turd. <laughs> yeah. You mean a, a furred? A furred, yeah. So, yeah, they do. I think he uh, he eats a fly. He's got a long fucking tongue and goes, you know, and then he fucking farts all over the place. Um. I don't know. I would have just gone with a shit demon. <laughs> uh, I I love that because um, that's. I mean, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, what did uh, the scene before that? Lisa tells him she's like, "I can be a real bitch when I don't get what I want," and then poof, yeah, she into a pile of shit. But I mean, he was well, he was also being a fucking dick too. He's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. he's an absolute piece of well, shit. Arguably. You know, despite, you know, Bill Pat or Chet being an asshole, that statement did hold even for Gary and Wyatt because she's trying to, you know, break them out of their shells so they can kind of become like self-actualized human beings rather than just being victims all the time. Sure. You know, she summons up the biker game that comes in towards the latter half of the movie as a challenge. And they all know the intimate things that happened to Gary yeah. and Wyatt because they told yeah. Lisa. Yeah. So, so she, so will. she manifested all this stuff in order to get her way, which is to, as she said at the end of the movie, you know, I, I really got off to seeing you guys grow up or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. I really get off seeing you guys grow up from some shit. Now I, I, I do have a question for you guys and I was kind of deciding whether or not this actually happened. None of them had sex with her at any point. Right. Right. No. Although they no. could have. Gary, Gary gets too drunk. Yeah. Uh, and why, why it also falls asleep. Yeah, he falls asleep when she starts 10 seconds into her acrobatic routine. Yeah. I think, or whatever. Oh, gymnastics. gymnastics. But, gymnastics. Oh, actually, another case in point why Lisa could be kind of a bitch when she doesn't get what she wants. After Gary passed out, or sorry, after Wyatt passed out on her, 
the next morning he wakes up and he's wearing the panties and like the half cut <laughs> shirt that she was wearing. And then I think that she was wearing the, the dress shirt that he was wearing <laughs> the night before. Yeah. Um, so like if, so if certain things in this movie went kind of differently, I'd be like, Oh man, this is just a massive hallucination that Wyatt was experiencing, you know, <laughs> or Gary was experiencing because all of a sudden, you know, his buddy's the one in the panties and short shirt, you know. Right. But <laughs> yeah, and you get that scene where uh, Chet sees him in the panties and like fucking <laughs> takes off his towel. He's fucking naked. Yeah, he tells him to get. He tells him to cover up, so he takes off yeah. the towel around his waist and gives it to him. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, you're treated to Bill Paxton mooning the camera. Yeah, funny. Uh -huh. Yeah, definitely you treated. Find that ass. <laughs> Christ. Uh, ass don't quit, man. It's fucking pretty funny, man. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I I just enjoyed seeing Bill Paxton being an asshole. Cause, yeah, and he does know. it so well, too. I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah, he does. And uh, I feel like Bill Paxton in every scene that he's in, whether it was like us first getting introduced to him, um, and he's like confronting Gary and Wyatt and they're drunk as shit. And then at some point he, again, he confronts him again because he's wearing the panties and then he just yeah. leaves at some point to go hunting apparently. Yeah. And, yeah. and then yeah. he comes back, he has the fucking gun and he's like taking almost, he's taking like, like Gary, that girl hostage almost and pointing the gun like right in their fucking face so yeah he's i like, mean like the the barrels are you know right in their, their fucking noses, noses. <laughs> yeah um what does he say he's gonna kill gary and she'll end up with a severe limp or something <laughs> like that yeah. be like yeah 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 so. but actually you know i wish the doors in my house were a little bit different because now if i have the choice i want to open doors that are partially open the way Chet does at that. Oh, after he fucking hits him with his elbows. <laughs> well, no, he kind of did like a yes, but I think he kind of like booted it open with his heel. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like back in. Yeah, I, I actually yeah. haven't seen anybody do that shit in, on TV forever. I was like, just I like, oh, that that's I, a way yeah. to get into a room. I, I did. I saw him do that. I, I, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. He, he like, he does a little spin and then does a little kick and, Fucking elbows do you guys think in that that confrontation that Lisa had something to do with altering uh, Chet's perceptions? Because he was really pissed off, and then all of a sudden he kind of like looks like he's about to throw up, and then he starts laughing, and then just goes to his room. Well, I don't know. I, I don't. I think that's just kind of like a, a mechanism that he has to try to like gross them out because they're drunk. Thought, yeah, but, but he also them. he also does that. I think that when he's like the the that turd monster or whatever. Cause like he, uh, when he says, uh, he tell he tells uh, Wyatt, he goes, "I love you," and he goes, eh, like he fucking like does yeah, a fucking yeah. gagging motion too. So, like, and then he starts like, <laughs> starts like yeah. laughing because yeah. that's just something I kind of wrestled with because it seemed just like a complete just shift in you know his overall attitude. No, I, I just think it's just a dick thing to do because they're they're fucked up. Um. Yeah. Let me see. He's uh, not that drunk. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's pretty much just a turd throughout the whole movie. And then not <laughs> at the end or whatever, because, you know, he got 
it was either that or stay stay as a turd demon or whatever the fuck he was. Turn, yeah. So, where do we where do we leave off? Um, I guess we're we're still talking about the science portion of this movie. Uh, let's talk let's talk about that second instance where they want to prove their worth and attempt this They're experiment right. again. Yeah, for well, basically, our- you know, so somewhere along the way there was a renegotiation, I guess, between. You know, RDJ and his other bully buddy and Gary and Wyatt, because it went from, hey, you let us get a crack at Lisa. We'll let you like basically have our girlfriends. Right. And it goes from there to now they're in the bedroom trying to recreate the experiment to make another girl. So then it's like, oh, is this, you know, what? But it just was kind of weird because. You know, what's funny is no, that had to be- um, they were doing this whole experiment. Mind you, they didn't want to. I don't think they wanted to ask Lisa, but we know Lisa had the capability of making almost like a clone of herself. Probably. Consistent. She has like godlike powers for them. But I mean, of course, Lisa at this point was trying to get Wyatt and Gary to. I guess use their personality and their character to kind of get people to like them instead of like she says later. uh you wanted people to show like people what you are, yeah, and not what you can exactly, exactly, yeah. So I mean, they were just trying to make another Lisa, basically. Yeah, because they're showing, trying to show off. Yeah, and, and also, um, and also, like, <laughs> they couldn't just say no to RDJ and his fucking right. Tug buddy. Right, they uh, they wanted to seem cool, you know. They wanted to seem like, yeah, we can do this for you. Um, but in their hubris, yeah. they forgot yeah. to plug up the doll so the little electrodes that were supposed to be attached to a doll were and i don't know how this worked because i feel like it was actually like lying on top right like lying on top of a picture yeah just lying on top of a magazine that was a fucking nuclear missile Mm -hmm. so i wonder so the question comment kind of thing i wanted to make about that was was that rocket technically sentient then because it had all of the fucking Lisa data and stuff fed into it. Uh, so if it had, you know, a mouth and all that stuff, I mean, it manifested a rocket, but like, was a rocket sitting there going like, Oh, when are you guys going to try to fuck me? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was trying to do the fucking itself, you know, like, but, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's, it's quite possible that it, it could have had some kind of, a. AI ability to it, you know, because because what because what I'm trying to get at is that the fucking little Barbie doll that they initially used, you know, somehow became a woman, and then but it also had but it had all the data fed in from the computer program. Right. I don't so know. So even though that rocket was mostly inert, except for like you know the exhaust and shit coming off of it or whatever to make it look spookier um did that technically contain like the lisa program <laughs> like <laughs> i'm gonna say that's, it's quite possible that it could have um i don't see why not. but does i mean we don't have any way to disprove it so does oh well yeah it's true it's just theoretical yeah, obviously sounds, uh, i mean yeah like if well, I guess we're gonna have to email Anthony Michael Hall and just be like, yeah, hey, we're gonna man, ask him, like, uh, John, right, John Hughes yeah. is dead, so we can't ask him, obviously. 
No. Yeah, so that's why I jumped to Anthony Michael yeah, Hall. He's next he knows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. The people still ask him questions. Is that people. nuclear rocket still around? We can ask it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Let me check on Twitter, see if he's got a profile. I, I did want to go into, um, and there was a new uh, segment of this that I had. It was called Predictions. So you're a teenager. You experience creating something out of nothing. Um, you, uh, What exactly is in store for Gary and Wyatt after this situation? Yeah, they have girlfriends now, but I mean, like, the fact that people or those guys, Robert Downey Jr. and the other guy, know that they are able to create another an actual human being what what well, like okay. what happens to them so you know those goons wouldn't keep their mouth shut about this obviously yeah exactly so so my thinking is that they flap their lips too much and then you know one of the alphabet organizations you know went and recruited Gary and Wyatt <laughs> 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 for you know the tech that we don't know about that the government has. Yeah, you, so, you think they come became government agents or something like some kind of yeah. government officials? Yeah, you know something. Uh, are are off, they no work budget? Wyatt for sure is working at like NORAD or something, right? He's got like and then then RDJ and that other dickhead became like congressman or whatever, and they got <laughs> they positioned themselves on the committees to you know allocate you know the black budget, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa is, uh, and they dumped those two girls. Girl. By the way, oh, they really? get, they got rid of them after high school. Like that was it for them. Oh, yeah. they're moving up. Well, like, well, I mean, you know, well, the thing is, you know, the fucking alphabet organization that got Gary and Wyatt, you know, they probably black bagged them and threw them in the back of a van, <laughs> and then forged letters because this is still would be you know the nineteen eighties. Um, or held them at gunpoint and had them like break up with them over the phone or something like that. <laughs> just so, or fake their deaths. That's probably what it was, right? And well, why, 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 oh, you're making a fucking like side. Why, why, I'm making a good movie. Why here, didn't guys. Gary, like, why didn't Gary, science too could happen. Why didn't Gary had way too much power? I mean, they created a human fucking being. Who's to say they couldn't create like super soldiers or something just by feeding the computer? Yeah. All this other fucking then, nonsense, you know? Oh, here's the plot of Weird Science too. So all of this in in line, but they have to figure out a way to capture Lisa. So then that way they could use Lisa as a fucking, you know, super assassin spy thing or whatever. Right, because you know? she she doesn't just disappear. She just transfers over to as a, as a gym teacher like, at the end of the movie. Like she disappears, but in the end, fucking yeah. So. Geez. So if uh, or something, right? so assuming my plot doesn't work out, um, <laughs> I think that the future for Lisa is she becomes like a Man. like a mentor. Like every group of kids, she finds like the two or three dorks that you know need the Lisa treatment to you know kind of find themselves and find their way in the world. You know, and return. she just and she makes that her mission. And, and on top of that, it, it's I, I would agree with you, Daniel, with that uh, for sure. That last portion, because like when she's in the, as a gym, she's uh, we see her as a gym teacher at the end of the movie. Like that whole line of dudes looks like a bunch of fucking geeks that need her assistance. So, so 
Yeah, I mean, they all fainted. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, right. She tells them to drop and give her give her 10 yeah. or 20 or something like that. And then half of those guys ended up dying in Desert Storm because they got inspired <laughs> by Lisa. <laughs> nice. Thank so you. Sir, yeah, go do that. <clears throat> um, as f- I, I was I was just thinking, though, that like at the end of the movie, she probably just did what uh, Lisa probably did what she did originally to Gary's parents. Right. Just make them she forget. With, yeah. She fucked with their memories somehow and uh, <laughs> made him made the dad who was a prick uh, completely forget that he has a son. Yeah. Um, and the mom is like just, you know, and also speaking of the, parents uh, suck. the grand the grandparents. The parent, the parents come home. The grandparents are still in that fucking closet. Sure. So, okay. So if if Lisa was able to make the biker gang just pop in with all of their knowledge about Gary and Wyatt and shit right outside the house, what's to say that in her you know fixing process that she just didn't teleport them back to their true. fucking yeah. residence? Yeah. And just make them forget too. Whatever fucking happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if they're real people. Then sure. I mean, I, yeah, because I mean, whenever she she disappears, she the whole mist, the missile disappears. All the destruction to the house goes back to normal. Um, what else? I, well, that's basically it. But everything gets cleaned up after she disappears. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like it never happened. Like it never it happened. Made. Yeah. Um, Dan, Dan, I, so I'm sorry. Being, go ahead. Go ahead. Being, uh, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask. Um, if say you were you were Gary or Wyatt, and you created this crazy hot, awesome, fucking omnipotent, all, all powerful sex fucking goddess. Are you still gonna go after Michael's high school chicks? Like, eh. well, there's only one Lisa. There's gonna create some kind of problems between high school boys and this one hot girl. It didn't seem to. She was telling everybody she was both of their girlfriends through the movie, wasn't she? That's yeah, true, but none of them had fucked her yet. No. Yeah. So that whole thing is supposed to also make them, you know, seem cooler. You know, so yeah. maybe it would inspire more interactions <laughs> and. You know, from the party so, goers I mean, I, writ large to I know that I don't she's she's uh presented as a you know like basically a sex doll, <laughs> but that she actually takes the role of a mentor for them, right? Like just basically fucking guides them into their first vaginas, <laughs> kind of stuff. Well, I uh, mean to be. Well, in, in this scenario, they couldn't even get naked with her in the shower. One, mind yeah, you, mind you, he's not, was... they're not getting naked with their friends, so that's weird enough as it is, right? Yeah, um, but yeah, but but why it will shit right in front of Gary? Yeah, <laughs> you know, so... one of my favorite scenes when they open the door and the two the two the the two chicks are there and they're like, "Can you can we come in?" Gary took a what is he? What is, Gary took a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it stinks yeah he has like the fucking match and yeah. shit he's like, he's got, like the he's matchbook like, is like on the whole yeah. match yeah. on fire yeah the whole fucking thing oh because like, yeah. she asked why, why takes a shit and then blames it on she, she asked him she's like what are y'all doing in there and he's like gary's just in here taking a shit 
He closes the door and fucking smacks the shit out of him. Yeah, you just see him slap. (laughs) He goes right back to opening the door. Like, yeah, I love that shit. There are a lot of these cool little hilarious fucking camera shots. Uh, That's a good segue um, into our the rewind section of our podcast now. And that is basically talking about our favorite scenes, uh, certain scenes that you kind of had to go back and rewatch again, either because whatever reason, like you didn't believe what you saw, they're just something you wanted to see again because it was funny. Um, so I, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is whenever they, or when Lisa goes over to Gary's house and he meets, she meets the parents. Yes. That scene is so That's funny. Actually- yeah, that is absolutely one of mine as well. And that's the only the only quotes that I wrote down for favorite lines was yeah. related to this. <laughs> you know, uh, so it's the to set up or to set it up, you know, Lisa's being very blunt with his folks about what's going on. You know, she's like, there's going to be like 200 kids. 200 kids running around in their underwear acting like maniacs or animals <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And I can't remember. She's like, you know, it's this isn't part of my favorite. It's my part of my favorite scene, but not the quote I was right. going to get to. But she's like, you know, not, you know, candle wax on the nipples or any witchcraft, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're talking true. chips and dips, chains and whips, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like basic orgy, teenage, teenage orgy. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> But just um, around like animals. But Gary's dad tries to send him to his room, and she goes, "You know, isn't it sad that the only sexual experience your son has is tossing off to magazines in the bathroom, magazines?" (laughs) And Gary just starts going, "I've never tossed off," and his mom, I just had to. So this is the quote: "She's like." You said you were combing your hair. Yeah. You said the water running all day. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time Gary's just like, I've never tossed off. I've never tossed off. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps using the two hands. He's like, I never tossed off. He's like, what the never. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, that 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 scene is one of my favorite. Um I, I think I don't know what's the way it's cause like she has that accent. Whenever uh, he his dad tells him to, tells her to you need lady you get the hell out of her get the hell out of here, she's like or I'll she, throw you yeah, out. He's yeah, he's like don't threaten me, I'll. You're out, of shape. Like, You're out of shape. I'll kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Um, probably. I, I would say one of my other favorite scenes is also the the bar scene that we talked about earlier, uh, yeah. with Gary getting completely fucking hammered and telling. All the guys around her that story about the little eighth grade bitch with the big ass titties. Yeah. yeah. Everybody runs with it. What about them big old titties? Jesus and she Christ. kicked me in the nuts, man. And by this time, you know, they'd already won over all these, you know, hard jazz dudes. And yeah. you're like, in the family jewels? You know, like, you. worst pain there is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I love that fucking. You know, maybe because like my hairline, but the the dude it was also bald. And uh, what's up? When he was bartending at the party, or when well, he was there? when he was at the at the bar, but also when he was bartending at the party. You yeah. know, when RDJ and his buddy go up and and you know the guys like you know what's up, my main man. You know, and yeah, he gives him that. The guy just stares at him. <laughs> yeah, he puts his hands up and he's just like, all right, oh, <laughs> all right. You know, and uh, just don't touch. Then he, <laughs> 
then he orders scotch and you know, the bartender's like, yeah, how do you want it? And he's like, well, I was about the whole bottle. And he's like, well, how about I bend you over and put the whole bottle up your ass? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> so I'll, on the like rocks oh, I'll have it on the rocks then. <laughs> I thought you'd say that. And starts laughing to himself. He's like, turkey. <laughs> They just turn around and leave. They don't even get their drink. <laughs> well, no, I don't think they left. I think they just turned around, just kind of like, oh, yeah, awkward, <laughs> trying to wait for the drinks. Yeah. Um, but somehow they got a bottle, but but it was probably through the vehicle of Lisa because when they're sitting there trying to you know be like you know come on baby why don't you give us a chance or whatever there is a bottle, bottle on the table yeah. you see the little pour top thing whatever the fuck those are called to do like the perfect shots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel, uh, you have some favorite scenes for us today? Oh man. You know, the, apart from what we already threw up, uh, I think every scene with Bill Paxton. Oh yeah, for sure, man. And, and also <laughs> just from the sheer stupidity of it, the scene where Gary's trying to shave and, you know, <laughs> He doesn't even like apply the razor to his face and, you know, and he's just like, <laughs> like he kind of like hits at it, but it's like, what are you trying to shave, bud? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> and like, it's just like, makes this this huge yeah. fucking mess. It's, it's just shaving cream fucking everywhere. Um, yeah. any other ones? Uh, Yeah. Last one in the mall when Lisa's getting right was walking out to the parking lot, uh, but she's still like in the mall, but towards the entrance and she walks by like the four or five dudes. And then the one chick on the end who was smoking a cigarette. Yeah. So all the dudes are like, whoa. And you can tell that chick was super bitchy about that for whatever reason. <laughs> she like threw her cigarette like after Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Cause she looked at her and she's like, huh. Hmm, hmm. Well, fuck you bitch and just you know chucked her cigarette uh, <laughs> flicked it at her which i thought was just funny um so uh how about you roll um let's see i i you guys most of the ones that you guys mentioned are are mostly my favorite scenes i loved bill faxon in this because it's just he's weird and goofy when he turns gets turned into a, a turd also fucking hilarious um I had a scene in my head that I was thinking about, and I just... Well, you think props to Wyatt's grandparents, though. They're sitting there at dinner, you know, like, and his grandmother's like, oh, you know, it's so awful that he's all alone. And, and his granddad's like, well, doesn't he have a book to read? You know, <laughs> she's like, I don't know. But, you know, the most important thing to a teenage boy are his grandparents. <laughs> it goes back to the fucking rager they're throwing. <laughs> Have you ever? Uh, no. I've never. <laughs> yeah, where yes. the fuck are these grandparents from, dude? Like, <laughs> dude, it's like it's I, the '80s, man. They're they're from the silent generation. They're gonna well, probably be. I was thinking like uh, like the Northeast because they're you know because like thinking back to to Mash uh, with Charles Emerson Winchester. You know, he was from Boston, but he had that you know kind of whatever uh, English. Yeah, kind of just that that oh, proper sure. sounding English where, you know, oh, yes, yes, indubitably, I, uh, yes. <laughs> I have. But, uh, but I think that might be a regional thing. So, mm. and 
I I thought it was a generational thing. I have an uncle and some uh, uh, or two that uh, they really they speak, speak like that. What? <laughs> Are you serious? They have like my like so. I have an uncle. He's like in his eighties. So he he has a very. Are you sure he doesn't sound like he's transatlantic? You know, like <laughs> today, Roland, we're going to go to the fishing hole, and uh... <laughs> he lives out in Houston. Uh, and yeah, like. Like I've I've had some like I remember some of my older family like they have strange accents like it's not like an American accent it it sounds it sounds like it's got some kind of European in there sort of thing and like it's just it just sounds sort of like distinguished for some reason or another they it's a, I don't know but um yeah I I always thought it was either some folks from like the New England area or you know again like boomers or some silent uh, generation folks they that's an accent that they they have they they get it from their family you know that in their lifetimes like for example some of these folks can remember like when their families came over from you know emigrated or whatever the fuck and they you know brought all those accents and shit with them because they grew up with that stuff um but anyways uh yeah so as far as my favorite scenes go i mean yeah uh when (laughs) why is taking a shit was uh was pretty funny um and then blaming it on on gary uh i liked lisa taking a shower <laughs> oh, that's fun obviously even though, uh, <laughs> even though those idiots were standing there the whole time um let's see you know i'm surprised uh john hughes didn't get any sort of kind of like actual nude scenes in this movie what uh, uh be- I mean, because because he does that in 16 candles and I mean, I think that movie's like a PG-13 also. Oh, just yeah. at the very end when that girl's like getting sucked into the... Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. but that's real quick. I, I, I was I was wondering, uh, like... Real quick uh, and thrown out the roof. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I um, unless like uh, Kelly LeBrock had something, some kind of stipulation in her contract where she didn't have any like nude scenes I, in this movie. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I thought she had some issues later on. Speaking of Kelly LeBrock, did they not have... A photo of her. They did. Yeah. That they fed into the computer. She was like, okay. she was like I, a model. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like, you know, it's something that either looks really similar, just because that that eighties. No, uh, I, I think I remember them. They cut out a picture of a woman's face. No, yeah, yeah. She is like, well, they, they did a few. Yeah, but she's I the, she's to say one of the that, models. Like, yeah. Brock actually was one of them or whatever. Because, no, yeah. Which yeah. I thought was kind of like weird, um, because you know it's. Yeah, they're basically doing like a composite of all of these other like you know body shapes and yada 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 and feeding all that in. So I thought it was kind of a little out of place, but maybe that's just something for folks to just kind of catch as they watch the movie, you know, and go, oh yeah, that little detail. I guess the computer felt that you know the Keller Brock image was the best for Lisa based on all of the data rather than mm-hmm. a proper composite. Hmm. Hmm, maybe I guess so. Um, <clears throat> was there any other scenes that you had, Roland? I'm trying to think of some. Uh, I mean, I liked it when they tried to uh, create another girl again. That whole leading up to that, because you see RDJ and the thug buddy, and then Gary and White, all they all wear tit hats. 
bra hats yeah. or whatever. They all jump yeah. into the ritual. Yeah, uh, like, Robert Downey Jr. is like, big tits, big, big gig tits. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know when it starts going awry and fucking uh, RDJ's like, I'm shitting my pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, I love that that whole that whole. Scene. And they're and they're uh, Gary and Wyatt are like real calm. They're just chilling out. You know, they know. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're sitting there yeah. sipping on some booze. <laughs> yeah, they're, um, like, they're like hiding under the table and some shit and screaming. And they're just like, ah, this is old hat at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked that scene. It's just really funny to see fucking Robert Downey Jr. wearing tits, a bra on his, on his head. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, the gun scene at the end, you know, where, you know, Gary, you know, puts the fucking six shooter in the face of the main hard. thug. And he was like, he was like, he's like, you know, where did you get that thing, Gary? Ah, don't even worry. It's just a squirt gun, and then bang! I remember that scene as well. Uh, seeing that, like, I knew immediately. Oh, that's the fucking real gun. <laughs> like, let's just let's just see. Yep. Okay. And was that Lisa? Because Probably. what if Gary did grab like the same gun that was a squirt gun in Lisa's hands when she blasted well, him in the face with in the car? Thought- he thought it was no, no, no. But but the thing is, Lisa can you know transmute things because she can change. Oh yeah, that that licenses. was that she was her make cars come out of thin air. Where else would he have gotten it from? Like yeah. she gave him. Oh no, no, no. But to, no, but to make the gun from a squirt gun to an actual oh, fire. No, absolutely, that you know? that was her. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's go ahead. Uh, to begin with, uh, I mean, that's what she wanted them to do. She wanted them to just fuck these guys up in some way or another uh or stand up for themselves rather uh i don't think it would have mattered if he'd have shot him because unless they unless they weren't summoned and they were actually just real bikers then didn't seem that way so does it technically count as murder mm-hmm. well, are, are, are they even I real mean, i don't know if castle laws were in place or whatever <laughs> but and stand your ground and shit but i mean are they are they even real people though he's coming that's what i mean like i didn't think he were but he's coming right at me well i don't know maybe they were real people because i mean like if they weren't real people why would they why would you know the goon with the weirdly shaped head talk about like Being a teacher you between know, us you know, let's keep my teaching job like, <laughs> how many times do they break the fourth wall in this movie twice uh when well, Chet is talking to Wyatt, uh, he tell what does he tell him? He t- he tells him something, and then Wyatt looks. No, at he the goes. Screen. He goes. Next thing you know, you'll be wearing a bra on your head, and that's when he looks at the camera. And then yeah, Gar- Gary looks at the camera whenever he sees Wyatt in his panties, and he walks past him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's that. And frankly, I, I, frankly, I, I, I don't know of any other time. I know they did it at the end of the movie too. Of what was it? Damn, I can't remember what scene. I had it in my head and I lost it. Um, but I like those 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 moments. It's just it's just funny. Like yeah, anytime they break the fourth wall, they're really quick about it too. It's not a real like like game. Like they, it's just a real fast little gag, and they you you know. Uh, one of the last things I do want to talk about is. Uh, the soundtrack and primarily the main theme to this movie, uh, Weird Science, which was uh, performed by performed and performed by Oingo Boingo, 
But again, written by Danny Elfman. Surprise, surprise. Oh, no, surely. Yeah, yeah, he sang the song, actually. He's the one that actually wrote the song and sang the song. Again, Danny wow. Elfman coming through with a fucking banger from the get-go. <laughs> I mean, this would have been around the time that he was he worked on he he finished working on Batman, right? No, no, this was 1985. First, uh, Batman no, was 1989. First Batman was 89, yeah. I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's huh. it's trying to remember his early work. Well, it's surprising, of course. Uh, you have Oingo Boingo, uh, Danny Elfman. Like, how many fucking theme songs? Are littered throughout the movies in the eighties and nineties, like it's fucking a shit ton. Yeah. So <clears throat> it was surprising, but also not that he had a hand in this uh, soundtrack as well. Um, but I, yeah, were but it's just hmm. cool fact. I don't know. Just just thinking about just kind of just the you know the the general tunes that are associated with kind of the Elfman angle. And yeah, he typically goes for like instrumental symphony. Yes, yeah, but, but, but even like listening to the instrumentals of Weird Science, you know, it's kind of more like an '80s synthy pop, yeah, you know, but, but, musical arrangement. But that's that's right. where he's uh, involved with his band Oingo Boingo, so that's why you get some pop thing like this. Uh, okay, um, cool. <clears throat> so who doesn't love that song? Christ, no, it's, it's just a fun song, you know. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I do want to get bring this episode to a close and let's just get our, to our ratings of this movie. So, uh, Roland, I'll let you go first. We're going to mind you, we're changing it up for the year 2022. We're not doing one out of five. We're doing one out of 10. Let's give you a broad, a, more of a broad, uh, range of, uh, so rating here. I do not have the nostalgia that, you obviously you have for this movie ray uh you know growing up with it i've i'd heard about this movie growing up plenty uh I, i'm pretty sure i'd seen it at some point uh but i forgot i guess um i like the premise i love the, the actors are cool uh the banter's great it's plenty of comedy but growing up as a kid i couldn't have given a fuck about this movie um i was just i would have rather watched star wars or alien or you know just like something more ridiculous a lot of these like sort of i mean if you take the weird science aspect out of this 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 could be just like a typical com 80s comedy oh yeah for sure yeah. uh like just like <clears throat> any just pick any any type of fucking 80s comedy fucking just very instead very of, down to earth instead of two like, guys meeting girl they, i mean uh creating girl they could two guys meet a girl yeah exactly uh, yeah. You, you you take her out of this and this is just like a normal 80s movie to me and like that that whole I, I I just I don't have an interest for it. I like it just seems to me like a like a rom com sort of stuff and I avoid that shit. Uh but um I did like the movie. Oh, I, I really did. Uh there's there's nothing about this not to like uh you know, now. Saying I'm I'm saying this now, not 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 you know <laughs> before. Um so I'd probably give this movie about a hmm. Maybe about an eight. Yeah, out of 10. ten. All right. Uh, because there's just, yeah, there. I don't. I don't have any complaints about this. There's everything. There's everything to like. The soundtrack, the actors, again, the sets, the fucking. The, the, I, the, I think it's a lot of it's the actors like sell it. You know, you have Bill Paxton. That's fucking great already. You have Anthony Michael Hall. We already know him from different um, movies that he's done. So here he's just younger. 
So it's probably one of the funniest yeah. fucking movies he's done, or oh, rather yeah. the most comedy I should say I've ever seen him do. Uh, because mostly what I know him for is like pretty serious roles. Right. He's not a fucking Joker. Again, uh, most of his younger career was basically playing the nerd. And uh, he was like the geek or the, the young son in National Lampoon's uh, vacation. He's like Chevy Chase's kid. And then from there, he goes to like uh, 16 Candles, where he's a real fucking nerd. And then uh, Breakfast Club, uh, he's also, again, this movie as well. Yeah. So, I mean, like, at some point or another, you kind of want to break out of that same role that you're fucking doing. Yeah. yeah. So he was... I think the one time I saw him do something like completely different that I wasn't expecting, and I didn't even all know it was him either, was when he played like the the main football guy in Edward Scissorhands. He's one of what writer's boyfriend. Oh wow! I don't, oh shit! Yeah, he's that guy, and that was wow. I was just like, oh shit, that's fucking like nerd from fucking Weird Science and Breakfast Club. I had no idea because he looks he looks fairly different, you know. Um, yeah. Wow. Like yeah. I have. Of course, I haven't seen Edward Scissorhands in fucking for a long time. Yeah, dude. and it's kind of 20, it's kind of, it was kind of surprising years. to like realize oh that That's who him. that guy is, you know. Uh, but yeah, so an eight out of ten for Roland Daniel. Well, what do you give this movie? Hmm. Well, first off, I need to kind of uh, sell the idea that we're doing best of ten or out of ten rather than five. Right. As, I figured we um, give our, uh, give ourselves a bit of a more of a broad uh, spectrum to. I like it. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just a little unexpected. So I had to kind of go, well, like, where do I feel about? It? Like, yeah. yeah, there's there's not um, going to. You'll be able to tell when when we think something's good or shitty. I guess it'll um, be easier to see. So kind of like Roland was saying, you know, I don't really have the nostalgia factor on it, but I remember watching this movie. You know, as a kiddo, liked it. Probably at the time, didn't understand it. As you know, with this viewing, actually, I watched it twice. Uh, I just decided to just kind of uh, fill some time after errands today and kind of just mostly just listen to the audio of it, just looking mm-hmm. more mostly for for favorite quotes or whatever. But you know, but this is a fantastic, you know, kind of coming of age story in a lot of ways. Um, even though it doesn't follow the initial trope where it's like. But I mean, they are, they are 15, you know, so like that actually that maybe not be a terrible term for it, but I mean, it's, it's well acted, you know, I think all the characters, even though this is one of those ridiculous kind of full of 80 stereotypes movies that all the characters are believable because yeah, once again, as you mentioned, Ray, like the characters sell this right? or the actors sell this, <clears throat> you know, so I think, you know, that the. The stereotypical, like, you know, ditzy, you know, you know, popular girls. It's like, oh, that's, that's believable. All like, right. huh, interesting. You know, so I'm going to probably have to, I guess I'm just going to shit or shit, shit or get off the pot, you know, as they say. And just, uh, I'll probably give it an eight as well. Um, I, I really think that with, uh, this series, uh, towards the like maybe do a cap ep or a you know a, a nightcap episode of sorts where we just rate the the weird scientific elements of it mm-hmm. you know we go back to the one to five for that one or whatever but and just you know because 
more stuff as we watch through this series and stuff and think about it, then we can kind of do like a kind of like our top villains episode, you know, where we rated those, you know, okay, mm-hmm. what is the weirdest science, you know, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, how about you, Cosmic Beef? Um, I'm going to say I will give this, I've seen this plenty of times, so I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. Um, as far as like movies that I've seen from John Hughes themselves, this is not like the best one, but it is also very enjoyable. I do enjoy the actors themselves. Um, Anthony Michael Hall, Bill Paxton, obviously, uh, Kelly LeBrock, very, very attractive woman. Um, especially that accent that sells it, you know? Um, I, I think since I've seen this movie enough, um, I, I wouldn't give it as, as high a rating as you guys. I I think maybe if I had seen it, uh, just recently, um, I probably would have because it is enjoyable and the jokes weren't any of any surprise to me. Again, seen it so many times. So I knew basically what was coming, but I, I do enjoy this movie a lot and I think it is, uh, it's held up well. It's uh, it's stood the test of time, if you will. Um, and I think John Hughes is a great uh, writer-director. He's made some fucking classic movies, and this is still one of them. Um, so, yeah, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. All right. So, All right. 7, 8, 8 on board. Right, right on. So, still pretty high ratings for this movie. Uh, if you haven't seen... Uh, Weird science, you know, check it out. It's, I don't know if you can rent it or what, but uh, it's, a, well, it's still available you, for purchase um, too. I think you could rent it on YouTube. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. Um, but I know Arrow Video, there, there's a steel, uh, a steel Blu-ray version of it. Like it has like the, the hardcover and stuff. It's, it's really nice. It's a really nice uh, copy of it. Um, but yeah. I, I, I mean, I look personally look forward to like uh, us going over some more John Hughes movies themselves. Um, what other movies has he directed? I don't. Uh, again, uh, Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, uh, Pretty in Pink. Uh, he did Home Alone. I told you. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a fucking fantastic movie with John Candy and Steve Martin. Fuck yes, it's so That's good. That's where it's so I good. know that. Okay, god damn That's that a beautiful movie. It is it really is, yeah. Okay. And it has one of the best scenes delivered by Steve Martin, him in the airport talking to that chick, the the clerk. Uh, yeah. I need my fucking car right fucking now. Fucking he like throws fucks around like crazy. So <laughs> it's it's one of the best scenes that Steve Martin's ever done personally to me. Um and I, I, I would I, I would argue that, you know. I mean, although I am reminded of like Uncle Buck and a few other films, John Candy's you know, great in this movie. Yeah, yeah, this is probably one of his strongest performances yeah. of his career. Yeah, like, for just, sure. Like hands down, really good actor. I don't. I'm not even willing to debate people on that because I don't think that there's a debate really to be had. Right. It's like talking to flat earthers, you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, so if. Um, if you did like any of this, uh, please uh, like and subscribe to this uh, channel. Um, we have more coming your way, more videos, more not just movie reviews or uh, movies about some weird science, but like horror movies coming up, new movies coming up, 
different topics that we're going to be talking about as well. So, you know, subscribe to the channel and um, hope to entertain anyone out and there. And if this is your first time checking us out, we've got about what we're on like what episode 80 now or so or in the 80s officially officially it's in the 80s but like i'm pretty sure we've hit past 100 on the on the channel itself right yeah, but so. you know we've got a backlog going back you know about three and a half years of just different shit guys yeah. and so if you like movies and kind of have a sometimes an obscure taste in film you know and you probably have something you'll you like. can also check out the community tab on the actual channel and you'll see our other channels valley strange um i'll have a my channel cosmic beef which will have like anatomy of mixtape podcast on there as well so you can check that out as well and uh that's it i guess we'll see you on the next weird strange science Movie. Watch this movie if you haven't seen yes, it. Just watch it, please. Yeah, yeah. if you if you listen to us about watching this movie, like we're sorry, guys. Like you fucked anything up. About the 80s, <laughs> like, like anything about <laughs> 80s culture, watch this fucking movie. Yes, every every every, every movie we talk about is gonna have spoilers. So like, but us talking about it doesn't do the movie justice itself. You should really check no, it out. And so. like, it's oh hell no. I I don't know about you guys, man, but like I am pretty far past the age of giving a shit about spoilers. Or hearing them from people because uh, I'm like, unless it's cool. unless it's a new movie, I'm kind of iffy about that. I, right? Like, okay, I because like I just I, unless it's something I really want to see, I'm probably not gonna care. Like, I'm just gonna be like, look, okay, cool, you told me this, now I want to see it. Like, it's not the same. Uh, as it, just, it is very true, but I mean, I don't personally don't care. I know you don't care, Roland. Uh, some people out there do. Oh, absolutely. No, 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 absolutely. So, I mean, to me, if I find something out about a movie, it doesn't affect me in any way. Like, I'll still watch no, it. Yeah. And yeah. it won't make any difference because coming up with our next movie, I've seen this a bunch of times, and I still react the same way every time I watch this fucking movie, even it's, though I know yeah. what's going to happen in that goddamn movie. So, um, uh, yeah, the, next movie, the next movie we're going to talk about is Short Circuit. So, you stay yeah. tuned for that next episode. Coming up later Number on. Number five yeah. alive, bitches. <laughs> so, um, we'll see you next time. Have a good one. See you, dudes. Peace.